Thank you for tuning in to the Preferable Podcast, hosted by me, Jaden Watkins. This is Season 2, Episode 14, Building a Beloved Community, Part 1. Today, I have a special guest, Chalice Henderson. Remember, the Preferable Podcast releases a new episode every two weeks on Audible Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many other platforms. This is Season 2, Episode 14, Building a Beloved Community, Part 1. Thank you for tuning in to the Preferable Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jaden Watkins. Today, I'm ready to discuss what it means to build a beloved community and how we can do it with a special guest, Chalice Henderson. But before I talk to Ms. Henderson, I'm going to tell you all the story behind this topic, building a beloved community. I was first introduced to the term building a beloved community when I was in sixth grade. I was in sixth grade, y'all, when I was introduced to the title a Building a Beloved Community at my school, Henderson Collegiate. Building a Beloved Community is a community in which everyone is cared for, absent of poverty, hunger, and hate. Hate and poverty will not be tolerated in a beloved community because international standards of human decency will not allow it. I'm reminded of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. uh, when he popularized the term during his lifetime of activism and and, um, just made it popular and deeper the meaning, fueled by faith, but such a community was in fact possible, even though it seems like a beloved community seems impossible, it is possible. Now, because I have said some definitions and gave you a mini background lesson of the term building a beloved community, I will read the bio of our special guest. Chalice Sledge Henderson is a native of Warren County, North Carolina. She has always had a heart for community service and students. She pursued a Bachelor of Arts degree from the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. As a highly involved student leader, she accomplished much success. She studied Student Affairs Administration and received her Master of Arts degree in May 2013 from Michigan State University. While at Michigan State University, she traveled to Greece, Rome, and Italy, where she studied dimensions of cultural leadership. She is a 2019 graduate of the Rural Economic Development Institute hosted by the NC Rural Center. In 2011, she founded the Chalice D. Sledge, now Shalise Sledge Henderson Scholarship Foundation, and has awarded $20,000 in scholarships to students who engage in service to their community, church, and institution of high learning. As executive director of Turning Point Community Development Corporation, her goal is to see this organization become a hub of resources that challenges our community to grow and reach its maximum potential. One of her favorite quotes is, no one reaches low standards. She hopes to continue to be a motivating force in the community and provide support to those who wish to reach their highest potential. It is my great honor to introduce the son and present to others, Ms. Shalice Henderson. Hello, Ms. Henderson. How are you doing about today? I am doing well, doing very well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for accepting this invitation to be on this podcast. It is much appreciated. 
Now, first in this podcast, we'd like to get a little vibe of the guests that we're going to have on today. And sometimes to get this vibe, we ask the question, what is your favorite scripture or Bible verse? Oh, I love this question. Um, my absolute favorite scripture is Ephesians 3.20, um, that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think or imagine. Um I just love it. It gets me excited every time um, I think about it because, you know, I, I feel like that it really motivates us. Um, if I can think it or if I can imagine it, then I know that um, there's so much more and there's so much more greater um, than, than my simple thoughts. So that really helps to keep me encouraged and to keep me excited about life and what's next. Um, so Ephesians 3.20. Absolutely. Wow, Miss Henderson, that is a very encouraging scripture. That was one of the first scriptures I ever learned. Well, one of the first and one of my favorites to this day. And whoever is listening out there today, I want to encourage you that no matter what you may be facing right now, that God is able to deliver you. God is able, God God will continue to love you. And he's able to do more than you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's dive deeper. Um, could could you please give us a little more information? Uh, say a few more things. I know I read your bio, but could you add up some more um, and tell us a little more about you? Yeah. Um, well, as you said, I'm originally from Warren County. I currently reside in um, Granville County, and I work in Vance County. So um, I've got our little region covered here, but um, I am a um, director of a local nonprofit, Turning Point CDC, um, just always very connected to the community. I'm a PK, so I'm a pastor's kid. Oh, yes, explain that. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been involved with service and with church um, and worship and all, and so I'm just a servant by nature. Um, I am a wife and a mother. I have two young boys. Um, and I just love, you know, helping people, love helping out the community and just um, very passionate about, like I said, serving, but seeing other people grow. Um, and so I, I call myself a developer and in everything that I do, I'm always trying to learn more and grow more and hopefully encouraging other people as well to learn and grow. Um, that's a little bit about myself. Fantastic, fantastic. When you were when you were saying that, it reminded me of the scripture. Um, I'm gonna paraphrase. It was like everything you do, do all to the glory of God. That's Absolutely. what came up to my mind when you were saying that. Um, and our um, two listeners, I know some of my listeners are not all from North Carolina. Some of them are from outside of North Carolina. And when she was saying Warren and Vance County, all those counties are in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Now, um, so let's talk about this uh, nonprofit turning points. Um, you're the executive director. Uh, can you tell us about who founded the nonprofit, how the organization was started? What's your job? I mean, what the organization does? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, Turning Point CDC was started in 2001, actually. We're 20 years old this year. And um, it was actually started by my parents. So my dad, um, he passed away in 2019, but he founded um, Turning Point at the same time as he started our ministry, Oasis of Hope Ministries. And he really started it out of the desire to um, not only have a church and have something that operates on, you know, Sundays and Wednesdays, but to really have a 
community development organization that meets the total needs of the um, community. And so he wanted to meet the spiritual needs, of course, but also to provide those tangible needs as well. So um, Turning Point operates under four pillars, community engagement, education, health and wellness, and economic development. So all of our programs and all of our ministries and opportunities um, fall under, the, under, under those four areas of service. Um, so on a day-to-day -day basis, I serve as the executive director. Um, I work with an awesome team who helps our mission move forward. Um, we are all, um, we're a small team, but very mighty, very service oriented. And again, just working under those four areas, trying to make um, Warren Vance, Granville and Franklin County the best that they can be. So yeah. we do a wide, a wide range of programming um, from after school programming, academic support to <laughs> workforce development, um, a lot of health and nutrition, nutrition programming, um, and then just overall, you know, community engagement, community, um, yeah, community engagement yeah, programming yeah. as well. Good, good. That sounds like a wonderful organization. Um, could we start right here and, and ask how can we be involved? How can the listeners make a donation to this organization? Oh, absolutely. Um, you can go to our website, turningpointcdc.org slash donate. Um, that's probably the easiest way. If you want to purchase a t-shirt or um, support a specific program, you can do all of that directly on our website, Yes. turningpointcdc.org. Yes, I just had to stop right there. Something just told me to say it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, um, I want to go back to how she answered that question, what she says is a small group, but we work together. And building a beloved community, to get back to this um, title of this episode, building a beloved community, we have to work together as one. Uh, unity is a scripture that says two are better than one because they have a better outcome for their labor. Now, you know, we as one, as we as individuals, we can conquer and we can achieve a lot. But we, when we work together, we can achieve more. So that's a part about building a beloved community is acting as one in unity, um, mm -hmm. hearing each other's opinions, what each other's thoughts are when you're working under a team. And when you hear different viewpoints and perspectives, you put it together and you get a good plan or um you achieve something better than how you planned it to be when you work together mm -hmm. now absolutely um what's let me see my next question is what are what else i know you talked about this nonprofit, but what else are you doing in your community to, be, to build a beloved community not just the organization but small things like you as an individual maybe um, not throwing glitter outside of the um, outside, you know, things like that. Just you as a person. Could you tell us how you are building a beloved community? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, well, I also serve as the church administrator for Oasis of Hope Ministries. Um, so my life really is um, pretty much committed to you know, Oasis, Turning Point, and my family. And a lot of times when people think about their impact or, you know, ministry, it really starts at home with your family. And so um, I'm a first a servant to my husband and like I said, my wife and to my children. I have two boys. And so 
really spending time with them, raising them, um, showing them what it looks like to care about the community and to care about your neighbors and your family and friends, I think is one of the greatest um, examples and ways that people can, or ways that I um, make a difference in the community. And I think it's a very simple and easy way for um, other people to have that impact as well. Just, you know, being connected, um, being present with our families and with our friends, and then encouraging others to, you know, do the same, but also to take advantage of resources or their strengths to give back to to their community as well. So we can truly work together and build that beloved um, community. Yes, that's right. And when we are building a beloved community, it requires hard work, patience and determination. It's a job, even Mm -hmm. though we truly love what we do. It's still a job. To those who may want to help build a beloved community in your community, you will not see results quickly. It takes time. Um, yes. Ms. Chalice, what inspired you to be a part of Turning Point Nonprofit? Even though, you know, you are, you know, it was inherited, well, I would say inherited, but, you know, it started off with your parents and it, then you became executive director you could have said no. You could have moved mm-hmm. on to something else, but just why? Just why? Uh, I mean, that's a good question. If I can just go back to your to your previous point too, and it, it really aligns with my response here, is that you don't see things overnight. It definitely takes time, persistence, dedication, energy. First of all, it takes prayers to yeah. um, see that beloved community and you know, why did I do Turning Point? Like you said, I could have worked anywhere. could be doing a number of different things. But um, I mean, I just love the community for one. And being that, you know, seeing my parents birth this, then of course I want to see it thrive and I want to see it um, do well and succeed. And that was birthed in me from your age, probably younger than that. You know, I've, I've been doing this my whole life. So it was just natural for me to... Um, to come back to North Carolina and serve in this way. And it's like, well, if I'm gonna work hard for anybody, I'm gonna work hard for um, an organization and a mission and a vision that I truly believe in. Um, And so I I think that's really important as young people trying to figure out their career paths or figure out the way that they can make a difference. You know, you really wanna be somewhere that aligns with um, your vision and your mission and your your values um, so that you can ultimately have peace and all. And so. Um, I couldn't imagine doing anything different. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that's really encouraged me what you said right there. Uh, to some of the leaders out there, I want to tell you that you are not going to um, last. What I mean, keep what I mean by that last is when you are not just going to continue to say you're making the world a better place when you are just doing it for fame, attention, and money. For example. Oh, yeah. I don't get paid to do, 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 to do this, <laughs> but I love doing it and helping make the world a better place. Yes, the money can be nice. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And the fame mm-hmm. can be nice too. I mean, that's all good. But if you want to be leaders in your community, you need to do it because that's truly who you are. That's truly what you want to do. Build a beloved community. Mm-hmm. Um my Hennessy Collegian was saying that, are you a level four thinker? Do you just do it 
a level four thinker is do you just do you do it because that's truly who you are or are you a level one two or three thinking when you just do it for attention you just do it because it's the right thing to do you just do it because you don't want to get in trouble you just do it because your parents did it or are you that level four thinker because you do it because that's who you are building a beloved community requires for you to embody what you do you just don't say you know you just don't come in on mondays and say you know i'm this executive director but you have to be this executive director every day i mean when you go to the grocery shop i mean grocery store even though you're not um this is not your time to be working. You are still this person embodying this job, this role, doing what you love. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, to your point earlier, you know, everything you do, you do it for the glory and for the honor of God. So titles and fame and all of that can be easily replaced, can be easily taken from you. But when you're doing something for, um, you know, for God's glory, that, that won't be taken away, you know, right. um, giving him the the purpose or the passion to do it to make God look good that shouldn't go anywhere because that's personal um and that's you know I always, I always say that God is hiring people for his marketing committee so um <laughs> that's the most important position right there to have I want to be on his marketing team and um make him look good make him shine and then um everything else will kind of trickle into place yes uh, my last question to question to you would be, how can we build a beloved community for other generations to come? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I think just start where you are, you know, understand what your strengths are and use your strengths for good. Um, we all are given gifts and strengths and we all can add value. And so just taking time to learn what those are um starting where you are when you can start it's not too early not too late but really using your strengths and using your unique skill set for positive things and for good um just like you're doing you know with this platform with this podcast this is a way to build a community um you're putting positive news out there positive content out there um but each of us you know we have something special in us and I think it'd be amazing if everybody just tapped into that and really um, use those things for good, you know, not sitting on it, not hiding it from the world, um, not letting it go to waste, but practicing those things and putting them out there and allowing other people to grow from it and to be influenced from your own strengths. So, Wow. Wow, that, that is a great answer to that question. I know I said that was going to be the last question, but this question just dropped in me. What legacy do Miss Chalice Henderson want to leave behind? Just what legacy? Chalice, we're gonna we're gonna um have people pronouncing my name right now. Child, I get Chalice all the time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What is? It's okay. I'm sorry. What? Say it though. I say it. Chalice, Chalice Henderson. Chalice, but I get I get Chalice all the time, so it's okay. <laughs> y'all, to the listeners, y'all know I, y'all know how I pronounce it. Anyway, sorry about that. It's but now I just asked the question: What legacy <laughs> do you want to leave behind? I, I, the legacy I want to leave is um, definitely just being an inspiring person of faith. Um, again, like you know, in my bio, nobody reaches low standards, and so. Um, 
encouraging people and encouraging our community to really depend on their faith to achieve greatness, like to tap into that exceedingly above all that you can think or imagine. You know, like if it's in his word, then he's going to stick to it and it's going to happen. So we have to just like grasp that. And that's really what I would like um, my legacy to be is just helping people to grasp that um, exceedingly above all um, that you can think or that you can imagine. So I know that's like a weird thing to grasp, um, but it shouldn't be weird. You know, it shouldn't be weird. It should be a thing. Um, and that's that's truly what I hope my legacy will be. Yes, and when you said that we're a part, that's a great legacy. And when you said that we're a part, some people think their gifts from God is weird. Like, God, why are you mm-hmm. telling me to do this? You know, um, mm-hmm. even though you, you know, you don't have to be an executive or director or mayor to be build a beloved community. You could start with small things. Um, pollution, littering, you know, small things. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that builds a beloved community, such as in the pandemic, um, uh, senior citizens, they have needed help going to the grocery store. Just you may see a senior citizen at the grocery store need help putting something in their car. That mm-hmm. is things that build a beloved community. Thank you, Henderson, for being this episode's special guest. Is, it, is there anything else that you would like to say? And are there any social media handles that you have for the listeners to stay connected with you? Um, definitely. So you can follow Turning Point at Turning Point CDC. We're on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, we have a really great social media presence to keep people updated on all the different programs that we have and ways to get engaged. Um, to our young people and adults as well. If you're looking for ways to um, build this beloved community or maybe practice some of those strengths, we'd love to have you join us as volunteers with Turning Point. We are doing all types of things from delivering produce boxes to seniors. Um, We're doing academic support, tutoring. So there are just many ways to get involved and to use your, um, your strengths and your talents for good. And so please, please, please reach out to us on our website or social media um, if you want more information about getting connected with Turning Point. But um, just thank you again for this opportunity to be on your podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed it and can't wait to see um, that above and beyond for for you as well, Jaden. This is very impressive. So, and it's only the beginning. Thank you. Thank you, Shalise. Did I say it correct this time? Close enough. For being the special guest. Thank you to everyone for tuning in to the Preferable Podcast. Please tune in to the Preferable Podcast for new episodes every two weeks. Order my new Debbie book, Higher Heights, The Past is Behind Me and The Future is Before Me on all major booksellers' website. Please share, share, share this podcast. This is the end of Season 2, Episode 4, Building a Beloved Community, Part 1. I'm your host, Jaden Watkins, saying I will and never stop making this world more preferable. God bless you.